What's going on, everyone? Dave Rosenbluth here, kicking out at two. Got some WrestleMania season bonus content for you this week. Uh, like I've said to you in the last few weeks, I planned on dropping some bonus content, and this week we're definitely going to be bringing it to you with a watch party of one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. It's not a retro. It's it, it, you know normally I do 80s, 90s, early to mid 2000s. It's more recent, in the last few years, but it's got a retro feel to it with some of the appearances in the match that I thought was a pro. Appropriate to, uh, to to sit back and watch on the WWE Network. So uh, we'll get into Sting versus Triple H from WrestleMania 31. Uh, but before we do that, let me introduce you to my co-pilot this week, an individual who had a very strong opinion um, on some of the uh, WrestleMania MVPs in our Part 2 episode. I'm talking about my good buddy Dennis J. Levy. What's going on, man? Dave, living the dream. Well, thank you for always having me. It should be a blast. Yeah, I, I love having you on you always have a, um, a a different brand of an opinion that that makes you turn your head and throws people off so uh you know definitely by all means you know bring that when we watch this uh this match here sting triple h from wrestlemania 31 uh before you do that um Head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two. Hit the like button if you have not already. If you have, hit the like button. Tell a friend to hit the like button. Same thing goes on Twitter. Our handle is at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. Uh, all the links to archive shows are up there uh, as we get set for the launch of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network with Kobe Nida uh, and marking out the days, the run in, Hulkamania is dead, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, all those shows going to be launching Wrestlemania weekend over on Podbean, so stay tuned for more details when it comes to that. Um, and now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, uh, let's let, let's search for this match here. Uh, if you head on over to WWE Network in the collections area, you're going to look at, uh, you're going to find the, uh, the, the Sting collection, I believe it's called Icon Defined, and you're going to search for uh, the WrestleMania 31 match with Triple H um, on the WWE Network. Uh, the date was, um, I believe it was March. You know, let me look at it. March 29th, 2015. The title is 14 Years in the Making. Sting versus Triple H um, at WrestleMania 31 from Levi Stadium. Before we get into this, before everyone starts, you know, search, get it all set up, ready to go. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little countdown in a, in a, in a minute or so. But Dennis... Talk to me a little bit about your memories, um, not giving away too much, um, of, uh, you know, staying in the WWE and wrestling at a WrestleMania. So, so let's go back to, this, uh, you know, the WrestleMania and Sting. I thought it broke my heart. I, this match turned out to be an incredible match. Yeah. And, and we're going to enjoy this immensely. Yeah. But it should have been The Undertaker. Uh, that that Undertaker-Sting was just, I thought it was just destined for WrestleMania. Yeah. And it just, cards were never in the atmosphere. And that, uh, that, uh, but that being said, though, that, that, uh, that, um, I, I was absolutely blown away. Just like, just like, I know I made this analogy in other podcasts. You, you know, you, when you go to a restaurant or a movie, you have low expectations, and it's, and, it, and if it's good, it's going to be great. I thought the same thing about this. I had very low expectations, and I was like, at the end of the match, I was like, holy freaking shit. Yeah. Was this one of the best WrestleMania matches I've ever seen? Yeah. So, so, so I'm with you, Dave. This is one of my favorite 
WrestleMania matches of all time. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I had very low expectations for this match and what Sting was able to do. And I just didn't see the dream match quality in the buildup with him and Triple H. I figured it was just going to be standard. Sting's the hero. He comes in. He vanquishes Triple H and the authority. And Sting rides off into the sunset. Um, But they gave us a different twist, which I thought was rather interesting. And like you... I was hoping for something with him and Undertaker, uh, whether it was at this WrestleMania or even the next one. Um, I thought that they still could have made up for not putting them uh, on this WrestleMania card in a match against each other and do it at the following WrestleMania um, in Texas uh, at uh, you know the uh, the Cowboy Stadium, uh, AT&T Stadium. But they didn't do that, um, and we won't. That's one of the that's one of the dream matches that was never to be or will never be um, in the world of professional wrestling. But, um, you know, why don't we get into it? So if you've all found your way to the Sting Icon Defined Collections over in that area on the WWE Network, the date March 29th, 2015, 14 years in the making, Sting versus Triple H at WrestleMania 31. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a countdown in 5, 4, 3, Two, one, hit play as we open here with uh, Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, and uh, Bradshaw, John Bradshaw Layfield, hyping up this, uh, what they like to have called this dream match. Now, let me ask you something. As a fan, during the buildup of this match, were you buying the notion that Sting had come back to defeat Triple H because of what WWE did to WCW in the Monday Night Wars because they were trying to portray it like Sting was like the last soldier of WCW to get its revenge on the WWE. What did you think of that 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 theory? I I, I liked it. I really did. Really? It it it, 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 it there was there was truth to it. Booker T pretty, uh, that, I know he made him he was a champ, King Booker and all that stuff. When he first came in and of course, they, and it is so funny too that Triple H is involved with it. The worst booking in WrestleMania history too was Booker T, Triple H, and I think it was because he was a WCW guy. Yeah. And, and, and think about it: Triple H was like the racist going in there and all this other <laughs> stuff, and he yeah. was like an ultra ultra heel. It's common sense dictated. You put Booker T through all this crap. At least you can do is put the strap at him, right? And at the end, he does the pedigree. You could count. 30 motherfucking triple Mississippis before he covers them. And then you get the one, two, three. Any other any other guy, any other moment, he kicks out. Everyone knows that. It's because he was a WCW guy. They did that to him. I truly believe that. And you just go go right down the list. The, the Buff Bagwells. The, the, and then, uh, and then all, all their tag well, team. Buff, Buff was a different story. But, I mean, you do make a good point in the sense that there were WCW guys that weren't um, – that were big deals in WCW, but for whatever reason in WWE, they were treated like, you know, the, an afterthought, you know. Um, some have even argued that Ric Flair in 1991, when he came in with the with the big gold belt and was the real world's champion, that, that WWF didn't portray him to be this 
icon, this this, this championship caliber wrestler that he was when he was with the NWA. Absolutely. But at the same time, they gave him the belt. He headlined a WrestleMania with Randy Savage. He was in high-profile storylines. I don't get why people would think that Flair wasn't portrayed properly. I, I don't. I, I that to me, I have a hard time understanding with. But there are other guys, like you said, Booker T. Um, even Goldberg, when Goldberg's first run, uh, you could make an argument that um, he wasn't one, he wasn't he wasn't perceived to be a big deal in the in the land of the WWE. And maybe it was some sort of humbling. At the end of the day, the winners write history, so they could do whatever they want. But I'm with you in the sense that WCW guys, um, for the most part, didn't get the. In, the proper treatment that their characters should have when they made their their arrival to WWE. But yeah, the, the, so I thought this match was like the ghost of WCW gonna get the vengeance on on like you know like the CEO of uh you know the uh, of um of the WWF or WWE and it's and I I, I but that you're right it, that that uh it it was more the like the what am I trying to say like like um. Like uh, going into the show was was definitely it wasn't like like but oh, Jesus I'm choking on pressure but uh no, okay. that would not be said that uh that uh, I was hoping that that it was gonna be like that like the uh, like the for the, one the for, dream yeah match. The, the the dream match the the WCW kind of like champion versus the WWE champion and and like them going at it and and I really was hoping Sting to come on top but. I, I honestly felt it was too little. It was it was far too late to kind of build up that dream, so to speak. But at the same time, I, I get why they were trying to market this as a WCW WWE rivalry. They were trying to you know put more eyeballs on the network. The network is about a year old at the time. Um, as we see here, this this entrance, which you talked about as oh, one of it. your MVPs for this WrestleMania. In our WrestleMania MVP uh, Part 2 podcast, which you can find over in the archives at SoundCloud.com, as well as on our, both our Facebook and Twitter social media accounts. Um, this was an interesting twist. I didn't see... I, I didn't think that Sting would get a big entrance like this, but um, this, was a, this was a pretty cool entrance. I kind of dug it. When I saw this entrance, too, I said, yep. Age is done. <laughs> I really did. I really did. I really did. But yeah, yeah this is cool. Yeah, this was really cool. The the but it, and it was a um, if you think about it, looking back, you know, um, Southern California. Um, actually, no, this is more northern. I should be honest. Um, this area, of California, um, large with the um, the Asian population, mm-hmm. um, and I think they were trying to uh, incorporate that as well. Uh, but yeah, this is probably one of the, the the cooler, more unique WrestleMania entrances that don't get enough um, don't get enough love and credit for uh, what it is. Um, as we see, it looks like Sting is about to make his way out. Um, now, I love this WrestleMania for a number of reasons. This is obviously one of them. This match here, but the um, the look. Of the, of the outdoor feel, like everything playing during the daytime. Like, normally if you get a WrestleMania outdoors and it airs on the East Coast at 7 o'clock, you get maybe like the last hour of daylight yeah. before it starts to, before, you know, the, 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 the sun starts to set and then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nighttime. The majority of this show took place, because it took place in California, uh, the majority of the show aired during the daytime. 
which I thought was really cool. And it reminded me a lot of um, when you watch a Super Bowl that takes place out in the West Coast. And, you know, the majority of that game takes place during the daytime. And then when that fourth quarter rolls around, the, the, the it start you know, the, the, the sun sets and the dust settles and the lights are on bright and it's and it's nighttime. And it's that that big fourth quarter pressure. Uh, kind of moment as we saw with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar later on in this pay-per-view here but um, Sting got a good reaction coming out during this entrance uh, that was another thing I was concerned about too um, for Wrestlemania crowds there's hardcore fans and you know diehards that have watched for a long period of time so they know him but would the casual WWE fan know who Sting is and that was a big concern of mine what, what did you think of uh, I think that's a valid concern but as we're talking about Sting man if you don't know who he is, it, it, even like casual WWE guys know the legends, and I truly believe that. That that it, I I I'm hard 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 to believe that the majority uh, that eighty percent of the crowd didn't know who Sting was. You no, know I'm not I mean? saying this crowd, but just like the 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 overall the viewing audience in general. Like I said, this crowd is very they're hardcore diehard fans, the smart fans that go to these WrestleManias each and every year. They you know they know who their guys are. But like the casual person at home that hasn't watched in the last fifteen or twenty years that don't know who he is. You know what I mean? Like what w- would just looking it up on the WWE network be enough for them to If you're talking about the youngsters, I that uh you might have a point there, but even the youngsters that probably watching with their dad or or like or like their older brother or something, yeah. you know? And they'd be like they'd be like, You don't know who this guy is, look him up, you know, da 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 look up uh you know, Ric Flair Sting, you know, that uh that uh Sting Macho Man, you know, that that uh that that that, that um I really do think even the casual casual uh, WWE fans knew who Sting is. Yeah. I really believe that. Great, sh- great overhead shot of the stadium. That's I, beautiful. I love when they show shots like that. And talking um, about outdoor matches or WrestleManias per se, I, 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 I guess the one that gets shit out the most is WrestleMania Nine. I still love that one. I kind of like almost every outdoor WrestleMania. I, I kind of enjoyed it big time. I, I, I'm. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, you know, especially that finish with Hogan at the end. But the outdoor feel. I always thought it brought something different to the presentation. I'm a huge fan of just outdoor wrestling events. Um, I plan to do a show on that at some point down the line, uh, you know, memorable outdoor wrestling events and the significance that they had on the history of wrestling. Um, but a- another reason why I love this so much is, in, I'm not, you know, for those of you that are listening that are watching on the WWE Network that have seen this before, you'll know that... Um, there's cameos from Degeneration X and the original three members of the NWO, Hogan Hall and Nash, at some point during this match. And uh, that's another reason why I love this match so much. And also, it kind of ties into, um, you know, Triple H's involvement in this upcoming WrestleMania with Batista uh, because he's going to be wrestling a, a former member of Evolution. Um, in a big high-profile no-holds-barred match that was just made official recently on WWE television. But also, Triple H and the other five members of D-Generation X are, go- are headlining the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, um, which looks to be pretty cool as this entrance here with this Terminator theme um, so cool. looks to be pretty cool. Not one of my favorites, but I definitely give it a lot of credit. This is a cool entrance. Well, granted, I'm a sucker. I'm a huge... Uh, my current favorite, at least male wrestler, is, uh, 
is Kenny Omega. Yep. And he did, and he did that Terminator stuff. So so so, so I'm. He's I, got a soft spot for you. Yeah, it really bit. does. Yeah. It really does. I, I, my favorite Triple H entrance is probably the one he did the year before in 2014 when he had um, he sat on the throne and he oh, had like so the good. mask and then he took it off. And the camera... was the ladies, right? Yeah, when he had Charlotte so and Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks with him. Um, that was pretty cool as we see him rising up here um, from underneath the staging area with that, that Terminator attire yeah. on, the crown with the, the skull and... All the other Terminators are rising up with the smoke. You can see it. Um, there's a pretty cool documentary on the WWE Network, uh, um, the WWE 24 series, and they do a behind-the-scenes retrospective on this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31, and they they go through like the production of of Triple H, like practicing the entrance. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. I totally and, forgot about the Arnold. <laughs> yeah, and fun fun story about this. They, you know, they put Schwarzenegger in the Hall of Fame in the celebrity wing that year in 2015, and um, they said that it was very difficult to get him to film this spot here um, because he was just running around and you know kind of busy like that whole weekend. Even though that he was pretty much a part of their weekend. Um, they said that it was like 11th hour type shit to get him to film that one little spot there for Triple H's entrance. Uh, as we see, you know, now Hunter's off the perch and off the throne. And for the record, Terminator 2 is my favorite all-time movie. I'll be honest with you, um, I've not watched a Terminator movie in full. Oh my uh, God, Dave, get your head in shape. You gotta do that. Like, it's like today. <laughs> yeah, Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time. Okay. No doubt about I'll, it. I'll, I'll, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days my wife and I will sit down and watch it. The game, Triple H. But um, going back to what I was saying, uh, you know, Hunter Hunter Wrestling former Evolution member Batista, DX going into the Hall of Fame. This was the last time uh, at a WrestleMania that DX was all together. Um, obviously, at the time, China uh, was not um, present for this. She uh, was not in good standing with WWE at this time. Oh, I was about to ask, did she pass away yet during this? She pa- she not uh, a year after this. She passed away. She passed away a week before my wedding. Oh, that's awful. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. But um, it's a good thing I didn't invite her. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, she passed away, and um, she won't be a part of the upcoming WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah. But um, I, I'm hearing that they're gonna do right by her and really give her the credit that she deserves. I hope someday she goes solo. By the way, I think she deserves it. I mean. I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think that she doesn't deserve to go solo. I was not the biggest China fan with DX. I didn't. I mean, I get why people thought it was cool and the appeal of it, but I didn't. I I, I didn't see the. I didn't see the the magic there. You know, I yeah. didn't. Me personally, and it's not a knock on it. It just wasn't my my cup of tea. It, you know, with with China, part of that group. Um, but I could see why other people enjoyed it and thought it was cool and thought what she you know what like, she brought to the group was cool. Like I think her greatest uh, like like uh, moment per se was uh, with DX when uh, her it was Triple H and Mankind in the steel cage. I thought she brought a lot to the table that day. I really did. Uh, which at SummerSlam the, the, the steel oh, cage. Well, it was before it, DX, but yeah, that match was yeah, yeah. that was that was an awesome match. Other thing, China in general. Oh, China in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I, I really, I really thought she brought a lot to the table, and like 
her as a wrestler, other than her matches against Jericho, didn't bring much to the table. I know, I know, we just took a, a right left off off the highway, but that, that, no, uh, that's all good. Uh, but but, uh, but I, I do, I think, I think China deserves to be, uh, be, be in the Hall of Fame by herself. I really believe it. I don't, I don't dispute that. Um, you could put. Uh, Road Dog and Billy in the Hall of Fame by themselves. You can put X Pac in the Hall of Fame. Triple H. Obviously. I think X Pac though. I think the X Pac's the only one you really couldn't. I think you could. I think X Pac. X Pac Heat is a real thing, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and so so that means I don't okay. know. All I right, think all, I mean, all the rest of them I, I I I would absolutely agree with. Um, I mean, I disagree with you, but you know, I I I know a lot of people that you know would think the same thing that you do. Look at that stare down. I'm getting chills already. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool moment. Just overall, in general, the whole uh, yeah. the whole vibe of it here, um, the crowd's pretty into it. Charles Robinson, interesting choice to referee this yep, match. Yep, WCW, WCW guy. referee. Yeah. I'm sure refereed plenty of Sting ma- Sting's matches over the course of his career. And obviously, screwed, Triple H's. Screwed him, I screwed him one too many times with, yeah. uh, with the Ric Flair. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, he was Little Nate. Yeah. Um, and as a part of that little. Uh, that little camp there that Flair had for a while. But um, here we see Sting in his glory. Yep. Right there. Yep. Beating on his chest. Crowd into it early on. Now, aside from obviously wanting to see Undertaker uh, and Sting, I would love to. See, I would love to have Ultimate Warrior Sting too. That would have been awesome. And during during like uh, like early '90s Sting versus early '90s Ultimate Warrior, that would have been brilliant. There's a um, you know, a part of the. Uh, of course, they were tag team. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the Blade the, Runners. Yeah, the Blade Runners. For uh, I yeah. believe it was. Uh, yeah, but the, I don't think they ever Watts, had. I I I put the mortgage on it. I don't think they ever had a, a solo match, and uh, I would have loved against that. each other. No, yeah. I don't think so. Um, to the best of my knowledge, I don't. I don't think they did. Um, there's, you know, it's it's interesting. You say that you would love to see Sting and Warrior. Um, uh, Kobe from uh, Mark, uh, the other show I do, marking out the days, mm-hmm. and he's the, uh, the the brainchild behind the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. He has a show called Hulkamania is Dead uh, with his buddy Jimmy, where they basically they basically fantasy book the WWF from 1984 to 1993 without Hulk Hogan. Um, and I believe uh, Sting and Ultimate Warrior at some point do have some kind of clash with each other, I want to say. I could be wrong, but um, there was an interesting one I listened to uh, where they covered, uh, they, did a, they did a fantasy booking uh, uh, series with uh, uh, WrestleMania Six, and instead of Hogan and Warrior for the Ultimate uh, Challenge, it was Sting versus Randy Savage. Intercontinental title versus the WWF title, which was a pretty interesting take. Um, but yeah, Sting, you know, for for many years, said no to WWE. Um, kind of based off of what you were talking about earlier, the way that the WCW guys were portrayed. Um, I believe he was he was he was uh, called by Vince McMahon. Uh, well, a story I've heard him tell, where uh, they called him and wanted him to be a part of. Um, the invasion angle in 2001 and uh he um he told me to think about it and he was watching wwf tv and 
there was some interaction in the ring with a bunch of guys and the rock and booker t kind of squared up and the rock just looked at booker t and was like who are you in this way where it made booker t look very silly and sting was like that's what they're going to do to me i don't want any part of that and that's of course when he went to uh he spent a number of years in tna but so i'm going through the rolodex right of like WCW guys done right. Yeah, I think the best guy, believe it or not, is Chris Jericho. Uh, that that uh, that uh, it took him a long time. That that that, that I. It's funny too that 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 uh, you you know everyone knows that that is 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 um debut in WWE was cutting cutting the Rock off uh, during a promo. I thought I thought his promo was a ten out of ten. Yeah. Rock as well. And I thought it was going to be like, wow, we should have saw this mega, mega star. But then, slowly but surely, kind of went down from there. But then he went skyrocketing up again. That that. Uh, so if I was Sting, though, I would be like, yeah, they're doing Booker T wrong. But look what they did with Chris Jericho. They, that that uh, He was very high-tier mid-card, but yet, nevertheless, still mid-carder in WCW. And WWE... Don't, it, it, it was a process, but made him to his really huge star. Then, uh, so if I was Sting, I would also, I'd look at that spectrum too, though. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point there. When I think about Jericho in WWE, he had such a lengthy career with them that you almost forgot about some of the stuff he did in WCW because he was only there for like three years. Um, before that, he spent a little time in ECW. He was a traveling... Uh, a, a traveling uh, you know wrestler with Japan and Mexico and Germany um, but Jericho's process to get to where he was um, was definitely a long one uh, very up and down but um, I, I would say yeah you're probably right in the sense that he's probably the only WCW guy that really like you said they got it right with him where yeah. they, they used him to his full potential um Sting, you know, another reason why he he didn't uh, make it to WWE sooner was the schedule. Um, they obviously wanted him to work more than just, you know, a handful of dates. Uh, they wanted him to be, a, you know, somewhat of a full-time member of the roster and travel, and he didn't want any part of that. Uh, he had a limited schedule in WCW at that time. Um, and then when he went to TNA, he basically wrote his schedule. Um, you know, he made big money for them, and he was probably the the before Hogan came in was the largest contracted wrestler for 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 TNA with yeah. limited dates. And um, at that time, their touring schedule wasn't as lengthy, so they were they were just doing a lot of TV tapings and um, pay per views. But he was making you know six figures and then some, you know, over half a mil a year, according to the rumors. Mind you, I believe um, it that you know to work for TNA. So I mean, think about this for a minute here. You work, you could make that money and then some in WWE with all the licensing and the and the uh, the, the the incentives. Um, but you're working 250, close to 300 days a year, um, whereas you know he could make half a million a year. Maybe there's some incentives. I don't know what the con- what the what the the system was like in TNA. Um, they didn't really have much of a merchandise department, um, but you know he made what he made. Um, whether it was pay per view, television, um, and even eventually when they started doing some live events, he did very limited live events um, for them. Uh, you know, so you know, 
work smarter, not harder, especially at that stage yeah. in his career. Um, as we see uh, Triple H working really hard. Um, I still can't believe, though, that, that uh, talking about Dyke, like, work harder and smart, smarter, I think he knew his body, too. Like, like, like take take that, that uh, you know, that Seth Rollins match, you know? A, you know, powerbomb, you know, to the turnbuckle in his career, you know what I mean? That yeah. didn't look that rough. It really didn't. It's just that he should have been wrestling. I really believe it. And I think he knew his body. It's like, well, maybe he shouldn't have done a spot like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, before that. But that spot, it, though, did it look like it was that vicious, that brutal? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, but you said it, his age, too. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. You take into account his age and the, the, the injuries that he, I'm sure, he had piled up. You know, th- this match here, going into this, like I said at the beginning, no expectations. Had, had very low, um, you know, expectations. Uh, when it came to, uh, you know, what Sting was able to do. And after this match, um, you know, even though they, there was a lot of, there was a, there was a lot of, uh, you know, um, tomfoolery and uh, a lot of gaga and shenanigans that really brought the entertainment value up for this match from an outsider's perspective, um, no pun intended, uh, you know, I had high hopes to, oh, well, Sting could work another big pay-per-view match. Like, like I didn't think he would work Seth Rollins, but I remember having conversations with, like, Justin and saying, like, imagine marketing one of the greatest WCW champions of all time of, you know, Sting getting his first crack at the WWE Championship. And then they ended up doing that yeah. with Seth Rollins at that pay-per-view at yeah. United Champions. But- yeah, figure he was probably booked to win, too. Um, you don't think so? You think no, Rollins? You think Rollins was booked to win that match? Yeah, I think Rollins was booked to win because they all went right. all in with Rollins. Like honestly, like I feel like, oh, here we go. This is where this is where the nostalgia is about to kick in. And Steve. I, so I, I, I never was big a big fan of Bret Hart. So I always, I, I was always on the fan base. The Deathlock was way better than Sharpshooter. Here we are. <laughs> DX, Billy Gunn, X Pac. And Road Dog Billy sprinting down to the ring. Road yeah. Dog and X Pac taking her time gingerly. Look at that close. Billy line. looks great, by the way. Oh yeah, awesome right there. You see Sting working on yeah. DX Triple H kick to the gut. Oh, going for that pedigree? Nope, over the top rope. I think he should have hit it there, and Sting just kicked out. I think that would have been better dramatics. Uh, if he kicked out of that pedigree, yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. And see, this was another thing, too. Like, this was like a moment right here where, like, you know, I was confident he was able to land this, but I knew it wasn't going to look pretty, and it ended up looking pretty. Yeah, it did. Um, managing to nail all four guys there. Um, what, what WrestleMania? I got I got to know. What WrestleMania did you stop going at with you and your brothers? Uh, this was the first one that I didn't go to. I was, I was just curious. One right were you here. actually live to see this? No, I saw okay. this at home. Um, and this is a funny. I think I told this on the uh, the 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 MVP Part Two podcast. But um, you know, I was watching this at home, and um, my wife had to go to work, so I was watching it in the bedroom, and she was sleeping in bed. And that moment where the NWO comes out, and that like big pop that it got, like I like jumped out of my my. My, my my spot in bed and my wife woke up she's like what's going on I'm like it's the goddamn NWO that's what's going on yeah, that go was back cool. to sleep <laughs> that was the best part of the match for me yeah but um this 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 definitely turned some heads and made you made you you know yeah. made you question like oh maybe he can do maybe he maybe he can get a you know couple more matches and um 
Here he is, Triple H, going for the, uh, going for the, going for the sledgehammer here. Yeah, this buddy. Always under the ring. And now I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the sound up just for this moment here, just so that people can listen to this pop. That you know. Look at that. I was like, holy shit, this yeah, is so cool. But this was everyone's uh, wet dream, of course. Yeah. Xbox, like, which side am I on? I was right. NWO and I was DX. It was funny. He's, probably, he's obviously more famous for uh, DX, but he probably made more money being NWO. No, I think he made more money in DX. You think so? Oh, yeah. And here they go. Boom, X-Pac with a flat back bump right there. And I'm going to put the sound back down. I just wanted to, I just want our listeners to, to really understand the gravity of that pop and like yeah. how cool it if was. If that was indoors, that would have... That the place where the roof would have gone. Oh have gone yeah, off. for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it was just so, it was so cool. Just the, the way it was set up and like, you know, people, people shit. Some some people have shit on it. It's like, well, why did the NWO come to help out Sting? Sting was their biggest rival, and I was That's like, a good point. I was like, what well, big fucking deal? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I'll never forget watching. If you go back and you watch that that documentary on. On WWE Network, the, uh, the the 24 series on this show, they show a shot of John Cena backstage, and he he, I think he was talking with like I think it was like Rollins and like um, the, the the Bella Twins. I believe Kevin Owens was there watching it too um, on the monitor. And Cena says, um, he goes, sometimes guys you just gotta throw the rule book out to entertain the people, and that's what they did here with this was that they put they you know, they, they added this this nostalgia factor with both the NWO and DX um, to really make this match uh, uh, very memorable. There, X Pac from behind shoving Hogan into the post. Oh, Nash right there. Billy Gunn looks like we're gonna have a little melee yeah. out on the floor here. Scott Hall. Oh, see, I was a little nervous for this here. Yeah, me too. Scott Hall did not look like in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, out of all six of them, Scott Hall was definitely the worst in shape. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah, but he took the bump. No, he did. Yeah, he certainly did here. Mm-hmm. See, Sting. He can't. At this even... time, I was literally tears of mine saying, "Tap the fuck out." Yeah. It's a good Scorpion Deathlock too. He's yeah. not like you know he's sit, he's he was sitting on the back for a while. Now he's not, but yeah, um, yeah you know Scorpion Deathlock Sharpshooter. People used to try and say like, well, what's the difference? You know, like it's either it, it's, it's it's whoever guy you like more. Yeah, Sting, it, it, and, and Sting did it first. So I mean, but, but I will say Brett, you know, did crank it on pretty good. As we now got a cameo from Mister WrestleMania himself at the time with a full head of hair. And his his uh, his favorite cowboy boots, Shawn Michaels, with that super kick to Sting. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment. That too, was cool. I for, honestly, the camera work and 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 
a great aid to, to all the cameramen too. That 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 uh, you said you saw him out of nowhere. It was right at, at the last minute. Oh yeah, great camera work. Yeah, that was that was the best part. Was that like it was it was it was out of nowhere. Like yeah. I and then you know what the funny thing is too is like as big of a Shawn Michaels fan as I am, like you know. You saw Road Dog, X Pac, and Billy come out to help Hunter. Like I forgot that Sean was, you know, and we all did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I was like, oh shit, Sean. That's right, Sean's part of DX. Like you totally forgot about that. So we see a kick out here by Sting. And for the love of God, look at Triple H and Sting too, man. They are bruised the fuck up. Oh yeah, I know Hunter's legs in this match look yeah. like he like like someone took like a like a hot pipe or something. Yeah. Like Nancy Kerrigan him for Christ's <laughs> sake. Like yeah. what the fuck, man. And Sting, holy cow! Sting looks like Sting looks like uh, the um, well, he, he, I don't know what the fuck he looks like, but he looks yeah, he looks, but uh, yeah, these look like they got into a real fight for sure. Yeah, yeah, they, they look like they're in, they're they're in some rough shape here. This this match is kind of like if you go to like someone and go the wrestling thing, blah, 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 show them this match. In terms of what the physicality, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I'll say this much though. You you, you you show someone this match that thinks wrestling is fake and doesn't feel they're going to be entertained by it, I bet you after this is over, they're going to be Absolutely. like, oh, wow, that's fucking cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to know, like, the DX and... Oh, there it is. I just wish that Matt and Red Letter said WCW. That was my... That would have been the cherry on my Sunday. The, if the bat was yeah. written WCW, that would have yeah. been pretty cool. That would pretty cool. I honestly thought that, like, maybe, like, Goldberg or DDP was going to be another name to, like, come help out Sting. That would have been awesome. Um, to kind of, like, even the sides up with, uh, with with Triple H and DX. But it was, it, this is still a cool moment, you know. Um, oh, there you go, right to the gut. And now Hunter with that sledgehammer Sting. Looks like he's going to nail him and then crack. Yeah, that was a good spot. There goes. That was an awesome spot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Whether it was gimmicked or not, it was still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I don't think a baseball bat could break. <laughs> I mean, stunned Unless it was aluminum. I don't know. If a baseball bat could, could break a sledgehammer, oh my God. But granted, that once once by the time, I saw Bo Jackson break a baseball bat over That's his right. head. So you never know. Bo knows. <laughs> Bo knows how to break a bat. Yeah. <laughs> right in the corner, sting to Triple H. And like I said, I was like, "Well, this is it right here. Like he's gonna he's gonna finish him off, and yep. this will be the end of it." Yep. Um, I remember reading an interview. I think Scott Hall was on Talk Is Jericho on that podcast once, or maybe it was a different podcast. But he was interviewed somewhere, and he was talking about how they were rehearsing this match um, during the day, and he found out the finish and was like. How much are they paying you to job out to, to to Hunter? Two, three, and your winner, surprisingly, like I said, at that time in 2015, I was like, holy shit, they had Triple H beat Sting? Yeah, love the match, and once again, Triple H's bookings, I fucking hate them. You didn't like this finish? I, I really didn't. Uh, it, 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 uh, like, like, I get it, but... I, I just think the wrong man, the wrong man lost that match. From what I heard, um, you know, like I said, that 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 interview that Scott Hall did, where um, you know he kind of went to Sting and was like, "How much are they? Man, you must have worked out a pretty big contract if you're doing the job on your first match in." Um, 
especially to Triple H. And then he realized he was like, well, this is definitely a, you know, a WWF, you know, WWE's fuck you to, you know, whatever's left of WCW. Yeah. But um, this iconic stare down here with the NWO and Sting against DX here. This was a pretty cool moment, too, witnessing all this nostalgia in one ring. Um, but um, from what I understand, uh, going into this match, this was supposed to be Sting's last match. He was not contractually obligated to do anything else from an in-ring standpoint. Um, and that he agreed to the finish losing the hunter because he thought he was going to retire and be done and he was going out on his back and i think that's another reason why you'll see the handshake coming up in just a moment uh with with triple h and sting uh here you see yep right there oh dx trying to stop him no no i got it no don't worry guys i got it and that's where he, you know which i thought was kind of weird hunter was the heel yet he sticks his hand out and shakes sting's hand who's the baby face I didn't get that, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Um, here you see, extending the hand. Is he going to take it? Normally they wait, and yes, he does. He now, takes it. I still was hoping he was to kick him around the balls, but we're going to do it. Yeah. There they are having the last words with each other. In the center of the ring. You know you got to watch the Sting documentary on WWE Network because they chronicle like some behind-the-scenes stuff with this match. You know Sting and his family, they left the building early. They didn't stay to watch the rest of the show. Is that right? Yeah. Like, after this match, he showered up, did whatever he had to do, and then it was like, yep, I'm out. And, like, the, the closing moments of the DVD show, like, him and his family, like, getting in a car and leaving. Like, he didn't even stay to watch the show. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. They're paying you all this money. Like, you should have just stayed, yeah. stayed and hang out. Yeah, you, know you missed I mean? one hell of a show, if you ask me. Yeah, and that's about, that about does it with this uh, with this uh, watch-along here of the, uh, the the Sting Triple H WrestleMania 31 match. A lot of nostalgia in that match, like Absolutely. I said. I was very... Um, I, I was very excited to do this match because of those DX and NWO cameos, but uh, some final thoughts, Dennis, on... Sting Triple H WrestleMania 31. Damn good match. Damn good match. I thought that uh, unfortunately it wouldn't be my if I could pick any 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 WWE guys at that time it would obviously be the Undertaker. But and I don't like the booking of the match per se. But uh, that that uh, or I bad terminology. I don't like the finish. The booking of the finish. I, I don't like the finish okay. of the uh, uh, of the match. But but great match. Great match indeed. I would go down. In WrestleMania history, as a, as one of the better ones, and 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 it really was a pleasure watching with you, Dave. But that, uh, like I said, wish the thing in a perfect world. I wish it was done a little differently, but very satisfied nevertheless. Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed the match. Um, after hearing some things and reading some things, I, I can understand why they did the finish that they did. At the time, I was, like, scratching my head, but, you know, the NWO cameo and the DX cameo kind of made up for it, um, and I was pleasantly surprised by what they were able to put together, with, especially with Sting at this stage in his career, uh, health-wise. Um, it was just overall, it was just a great presentation. Fun match to watch, and uh, thank you so much for uh, being a part of that. Uh, we got more WrestleMania bonus content coming for you. 
as we creep closer to WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium. Uh, so be on the lookout for that in the coming, uh, the, the, the next week or so over on uh, Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at 2, as well as our Twitter at Kicking Out 2. Uh, don't forget to check me out on Marking Out the Days with Kobe Nida each and every Thursday. Uh, you could find archives for that show over at MoholeRadio.com, Retromania.blogspot.com, as well as iTunes and any other podcast platforms available and with that being said i think it's about that time that we wrap up this watch party we will see you guys all next week